Warning, the following podcast may include material that is found offensive, vulgar, and just downright inappropriate. Please be advised. Excuse me, miss, uh, who are you? What are you doing in my, uh, my podcast booth? My name is Della Reese Cherry, and Josh, I have to tell you, I'm a big fan of you. Um, I stalk your Instagram. Oh, well, thank and you. And you play that acoustic guitar very well. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I am a beauty pageant contestant consultant for the stars. Okay. And I'd like to introduce a young man into the pageants, and I think you have a lot of talent. You think I can? What's what's a... If I were to try to get in, in shape for that, like, what kind of diet is that's that very, very, Well, it's, it's complicated, but it's very, very easy at the same time. Okay, I'm listening. Um, it's one requirement, and that is to eat a bag of air. A bag of air? Correct. Okay. And I sell that on my Instagram as well. How much? A thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. But for you, it. I'll do it for nine fifty. I will pay it. That's a good discount. I think you could win. I think you could be the first Mr. America of maybe 2020. That is a high, high standard. I think I think I'm gonna do it. Done. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, it's nice to meet you. Are you gonna stay in my, my house or are you gonna I may or? just poke around, I'm very nosy and see what you got. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. Some uh <laughs> random pageant expert in my house, everybody. short guy podcast and this is josh aka girth brooks today and today i'm doing it a little bit lone wolf because uh tall guy is in utah with his family for christmas so merry christmas tall guy and i'm lone wolf in this one and today i got a special guest and no it's not the uh the pageant consultant that is just actually one of my guests many personalities that she does because she is in fact an actor her name is brianna kennedy and welcome to the podcast, Brianna. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. That was a that was that was a really that was a great character. That's just one of many, right? That's one of many. We by the way, that was just completely that was winging it. She just she's just that good. She just goes with it, and we did it. Well, I got you. We did a little improv, a little actor one on one. It was easy. You made it easy. Done. So, so Brianna, yeah, I've been trying to get you on this podcast for like what, like three months or something now. I think so. Three yes. Yeah. So you're finally on here. Um, I think you are a perfect guest for this, and you've been acting now for how long, and how'd you get into this? Ooh, good question. I started when I was seven, and I'm originally from Minnesota, St. Paul, Minnesota, so that's another accent too right there. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> Don't you know, Fargo, oh, for Pete's sake. Um, so yeah, I started there, <laughs> and, my, too fun. and my parents were, I was like three, and they were like, we should put you in dance. And I was like, okay. And you can three. dance. She can dance. I can dance a little something. And so then that moved into theater at like seven. And my mom was an actress. And she was like, do you want to do To Kill a Mockingbird? Do you want to audition for a play? I was like, it's a big play. And I was like, okay, sure. And I was seven and I got Scout. And that was when I got the acting bug. That's and awesome. And then I did tons of theater throughout all of my... So you've had the school. acting 
bug, as you put it, for since you're a little, little since kid. Since I was a little girl, yeah, since seven. That's awesome. That's impressive because I wanted to be a professional WWF at the time wrestler. Nice. And that is, that is far gone. Was it? Pretty far sure gone. I don't at, what, at what age? Um, I was really young. I was like from eight to probably 12 years old. Okay. I wanted to be a professional wrestler. Me and my little brother, Colton, who's uh, seven years younger than me, we used to set up matches on the trampoline or Love it. wherever on the da- dad's bed. And we'd, we'd have it all scripted out. I mean, he would huna karana my ass. He'd be doing oh, a bunch of stuff. But huna karana? Yeah, huna karana is oh, where they like God. jump on your neck and spin <laughs> backwards and I flip. And yeah, uh, a couple times I think I knocked Colton out on accident. Oh, I'm sorry, Colton. Wink, wink, accident. <laughs> um, Just accident. But yeah, that's that, that dream is not my dream anymore well you know dreams change yeah. you know what I mean and things grow didn't. mine didn't but I just I think I always felt like I knew what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and I'm a super just creative being and I've had obviously other jobs throughout my journey yes and you always ask yourself is there anything else that I can do you play that game all the time and if the answer is no then you kind of know what you need to do mm-hmm. you know what I mean now what I'm interested in is where did you get your work ethic and your your insane drive that mm. I that I see all the time just with you in person Instagram and you're you know you're in a you know a bunch of these 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 shows and these movies and these skits and you're yeah. just you're just doing it and you're doing the LA it kind of like it's kind of in a sense it's kind of like the it's like the stereotypical thing when you think of actors like living in LA you know you think of a lot of times like busting tables and, and trying to get ends meet is that what yeah I've done it all yeah yeah, yeah yeah I think I mean my mom and my dad my dad passed so RIP to my pops um, but both of them were super super hard workers and my parents motto was always go big or go home and that was kind of always my so you that, haven't been home yet uh, well yeah we haven't hit at the home run yet oh, I would gotcha. say you know what I mean but just <laughs> like just like if you're gonna do it give it your all and mm-hmm. so I feel like I've lived a, quite a bit of life so I've decided okay this is something that I really love and it, it speaks to me like and so as I've been on this actor's journey when I'm on set and when I'm creating and when you're doing characters and dialogue there's no there's no greater high so that's how I know I made the right decision it, it's interesting yeah. too uh, your your career choice I think all of us we all have a little actor inside of us or at least mm. we think we do we all kind of would think wouldn't that be nice to be an actor or like that be on the big stage and all that yeah. most people don't have the patience and work ethic to actually go like yeah. do that they don't like love the journey but I know that it could be hard to maybe until you hit that big film or whatever your end goal is you yeah. know I know um, sometimes it's hard to keep going especially how hard it is so what is it about that that journey that you love and that keeps you going uh, honestly, my mom has been a huge anchor because I think a lot of people don't want, they just want to talk about the successes. <clears throat> and I feel like I'm in this really great area now where I'm not new to LA. I've been there six years mm-hmm. and this past, these past couple months have been extraordinary. The TV shows and things I've worked on. This is hard work though. The rejection, it's 95% rejection. Wow. And so if I had a penny for every time I called my mom, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And so I would either have a conversation with her. Or from a higher source, I would see something that would inspire me. Or I sometimes have conversations with my dad. And then I would just kind of sit and think about my life if I were to walk away and how every day I'd have a pit of regret. And that's the one thing I can't do. And that's... I just can't do that's, that. That's, first of all, so it's, you're saying it's very important to have that, that backbone, that support from whether it's like yeah. a close family or friend or... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with and you. And sometimes people don't have that, and I know it's That's got to be tough. really tough, yeah. Um, and even for me, I moved to L.A., I knew nobody. <laughs> Not one person. 
There's no connections. I came there. I hit the ground running. I got a job. Uh, Actors Access, LA Casting, those are like the websites that you submit. I self-submitted for years. Um, I've had bad managers. I've had bad agents. I've been shelved. Um, I've had it all. You know what I mean? And um, And to keep going through all that is amazing. It really is amazing. But the other thing too is I like being underestimated, and I like for people to not believe in me, and that turns me on. Like in that sort of way. Oh, it turns me on, and I just go. Part of my language, you know, fuck you. I, I, yeah, I, go I, I got to prove this. I got to prove you wrong. That's another, like, weird, I think, kind of facet that gets people uh, Like going. a motivator, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the truth is you can make this a reality. Um, again, this is super hard work, though. And people are like, oh, it's glitz and glam. And I'm like, dude, you're on set for 13, 14 hours a day. And the show that I just worked on is a Nickelodeon show. Oh, tell us about that. It's called Henry Danger. Okay. Um, and it's I saw my, that on oh, your it's so IMDb. Exciting. Yes, yeah, Henry That's Danger. That's super cool. Um, it's my first reoccurring, and it just started off as a co-star, which is just you go and you you know mm-hmm. you book a line or two. Yeah. Um, but they they loved what what I did, so they wrote me in. So they wrote my character in um, for now two more episodes, but I got a total crash course in what it is to be a working actor. Eight a.m. You're there till seven. We perform live on a Friday. You get the script on a Thursday. You perform live. So you gotta know what you're night. doing. Oh, you got. You gotta prepare just like anything you gotta else. Know. You gotta fight through those nerves. Um, yeah. Anxiety all inside me. You're nervous. You want to do well. You gotta figure a way to just shut off the noise. Go handle business. Um, but I've really learned. Like this is a job. It's a job. And you know what's so impressive about that? The impressive. I mean, it's all impressive. The really, really impressive part that I can't. I can't help but think about is all these outside factors going on in your life. You got just like anybody else, just you got problems, you got these things weighing on you. And to be able to most people can't even go to work or just go anywhere without being rude to people or letting it show. The fact that you have to shut that shit down no matter what's going on. Like it could be crazy shit and you're on there and you're like and be gone and now you're in the presence yeah. and you're acting now and you can't let that affect you but that's why people get paid what they get paid so now i'm starting to see that when i work like i work with i was on a show called goliath with billy bob thornton oh wow and i worked with him and that was a moment of he's the main actor right yeah, yeah. it's on amazon you know why these people get paid what they get paid i mean sometimes you're doing um 40 50 takes 40, 50 takes of the same scene. You got to bring it, you know, you got to you gotta know what you're, it, it's a skill, but the more you're on set, the better you get, and 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 the, hopefully the longer your career lasts, you know what I mean? But it's it's a skill, I mean, listen, anyone can get up and go, I want to be an actor, and that's great if someone feels like that, but this is a, it's a skill, it's an art form. It is, you know it really I mean? is an art, yeah. and I don't think people, people just scratch the surface of what it takes to be Really anything, but especially an actor, like you said. Yeah. I, I, I don't even think that maybe you even knew what the hell you were in, in for be, when it's you started. It's a different game. So coming from Minnesota, um, I then moved to Vegas, which is where I met you. What's the Minnesota accent again? How's that going? Oh, no. So I left Minnesota, and then I moved to Sin City okay. at 21, and I lost my mind. <laughs> I was in Pure Nightclub all that time. Okay. And then, um, but I worked, and so we met each other at yep. Tropicana. We, yep. Nine worked, years ago. I worked my butt off. I made as much money as I could. Um, I left Vegas for L.A. with $4,000 in my okay. account. And my first apartment was 230 square feet, um, $750 a month. 
and I had a co-sign at the time with a boyfriend that I had because mm-hmm. they you have to have five times the amount of rent. Yeah. These, these are like the hurdles that you have to face. Yeah. And um, so I moved to LA and it's all over. It's You start from square one. All I have is my talent. All I have is my skill, but you got to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get my first acting gig on TV till 2014. So I've been there for two years just like submitting myself. But I did some great stuff. I did Happy Music with Pharrell, which was off the chain. What is that? Do you know the happy, the 24-hour happy music video? Do you remember when he did the, that whole movement of like people dancing and singing? Yes, I do. So I booked that on my own. Oh, wow. I on started, your own? No agent? No, no, no. And I got to keep all my money. And That's so badass. Man. Yeah, yeah. It was great. So like I always had that hustler mentality, but then at a certain point, you can only book so much. You got to get the agent or you got to get the manager. Absolutely. That's and so what, it's taken expanding. me. You have to because yeah. they get you in the room. So now it's taken me just to be realistic six years to find the most incredible manager. Shout out to Angela Durden. She's been my Super cool. angel. And so I've had agents and I've had managers. Mm-hmm. It has not worked out well. So that's that's just a realistic thing. It's taken, I mean, she's just a beast. You got to shuffle around through the bullshit to absolutely. find a piece of gold. Yeah. Absolutely. So that is the journey. And the thing is, it is personal, but it's not personal. So you have to remember that. You're like, oh my God, it's personal. It's me. It is, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You, shake, you shake that shit off. You go in. You do what you do in the room. You try to make them a fan. And then you go to work. Or you go pay. Like, you have to leave it in the room. And you got to go live your life. That's the other thing I learned is balance. Friends, relationships, vacations. Yeah. You have to have balance. If you are obsessed with this, it's going to eat you alive because there's so much rejection. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's it's in a weird way, it's uh, recharging your, your willpower battery. Have to. Because, have yeah, to. that's 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 truly insane. You're, what you're going through, you're literally going through like all these basic life lessons that people uh, take forever to learn. If not, they might never learn it. Yeah. And the fact is, the fact that you just put yourself straight into the shit, yeah. right into the blender, and you're just coming out with these great life lessons. And yeah. it's not even before you're going to be completely established. And you'll, you'll, I'm sure you'll never be where you want to be because you always want more. Always want and that's more. the mindset. Right. That's the mindset of a successful person. But you, even outside of just acting in that profession, you're going to have all these life lessons. It's just going to make you just truly happy and grateful for everything and anything. Yeah. And that's the real point of you know life. Absolutely. Is happiness, right? Happiness. So. And sharing and, and giving back. I mean, obviously, the acting profession is incredibly narcissistic. Is ah. Uh, you know what I mean? So I try to like reconcile that within myself. But the truth is, is that art heals. Mm-hmm. Art moves people. So if Absolutely. I can make you laugh, if I can make you cry, exactly. if I can turn you off, if I can turn you on, I enjoy being in that space. Mm-hmm. And I love actors. So the ultimate dream for me is to have my production company and produce projects. I love the actor's journey. It's lonely, but I get it. And we just want to use our art to change the world. And really. isn't it cool when you have somebody reach out to you or just truly love what you do. Yes. And isn't it kind of funny, because I bet this happens to you, where maybe at the beginning, somebody would say something uh, reinforcing or something uh, productive productive about yourself or something positive, yeah. and you almost didn't believe them, because you sure. it, it's you. We're sure. our own worst, you know, biggest critic. Yeah. And you're thinking like, Oh, what you know? Either like, what do they want, or like, they they just have to say that, or right. what's what's the deal going on? What and do you then, really want? And then you're starting you? to realize like, maybe I'm actually, you know, helping people, and I'm actually better than I thought I am, and maybe I'm actually kind of a badass. Sometimes I feel like that, but sometimes I don't. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the truth is like, this is a brutal profession on self esteem and mental health. So that's another huge thing that I'm like an advocate about is your mental health and your spiritual health. Mm-hmm. If you are fucked up in the mind before you get success 
you are going to get fucked up while you're on the success journey and it's going to be worse after. So if you can try to like figure out, your, if you can get in there when you're on that journey, A, it's going to make your art better. But B, it's going to mess with would your you mind. Say, would you say success and, and especially money doesn't change who you are? It magnifies who you are? No doubt about it. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. I and agree with that. And also to the accolades and the kissing of your ass. And you're like, yo, you weren't even talking to me a year ago. Oh, I can't But now that. you're ruining. And, and it's all good. It's all love. We can all play the game. Yeah. But I keep my circle very small. I got a hot pocket. Vegas is my home. Like, mm-hmm. I love it here. Um, I hopefully want to have my home here. Like, I, this is my... This is my place. I, I love Vegas. I love a lot of people here. bash it because it's oh, so easy. They're wrong. A bunch of hipsters, man. But uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I gotta tell you, outside the air quality and that type of stuff, you know that's, that's amazing. Uh, that that's you know, of course, that kind of sucks. You're thinking like the air quality or whatever, you know, the dryness. But right. like as far as Las Vegas, what has to offer and never having a dull moment and the, no. the possibilities are endless They're here endless. and people are so busy bitching and complaining but no. man this place like said, you can really come down like come, come live with me go sit in that track you know what i mean like it's yeah. it's a different it's a different energy the thing about la is la gives me that hunger it keeps me fighting yeah and that's what i need at and this humble. time oh it smashes you down every day yeah. every day you're like oh yeah back to one so now when you just go with the normal ass problem and it's trying to punch you at all you're just laughing yeah, you're like, like that I tickles that shit tickles. Exactly. Man, that's so cool. Grit. It's all about grit in LA. How many times can you get punched in the face? If you can get punched in the face 99, get up 100, you're going to you're gonna win. Oh, absolutely. You're going to win. And I think it's more about that than it is talent. Talent will give you longevity. Yeah. But if you don't have the grit, and I know talented people that are just like, I can't do this, and they tap out. I mean, think of athletes. All the time. There's so many athletes that yeah. could be the next great thing, but the work ethic separates the grit. Joe Schmoes that retire after yeah. two years or quit or go – become something else and yeah. from the Michael Jordans and you don't you know want to I mean? have Mike, Michael Jordans my listen I watch videos of him all the time he's what he's I watch videos of him all the time like he is my I interviewed him when I was a little girl did you yeah I worked on a show in Minnesota called whatever and it was like a show where you interview celebrities I did sync and I interviewed him wow and I was like, he was so chill. And I wasn't nervous. I was probably super naive. I was like 13, 14. Yeah. And he was amazing. It was after his father had died. So he was like kind of in that phase. And the advice that he gave was just keep working hard. Work hard. Stay humble. But he was cut from the basketball team. Like people need to hear in this. In high school? Yes. Yeah. He Crazy, just works, right? works, works. And so tons of celebrities have that. Too many, too many stories you hear that. The Stephen, like I was saying the other day, Stephen King and his books. He wrote yes. 200 books. Threw them all away, and his wife picked it out of the trash can, and it being like it or whatever it was. Okay. I mean, just crazy. And then now he's one of the most celebrated, you know, authors of all time. But Correct. he was doubtful of his own work, and Correct. he was writing all these things that got shot down. And it really is that mentality to keep going. It's yeah. it's truly shocking. And what I would try to say to people listening that I've noticed is it's so easy nowadays. Like we hear the cliche. Uh, 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 quotes from these memes or books or whatnot right. that tells you what to think. And we're like, okay, so we all say the right things. Oh, got to keep working hard through it. But nobody truly f- feels it. Nobody believes in right. it. And only experience and action can really fix that and, 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 and resolve that because, I mean, you can tell, you can you can completely filter out the, the reels from the fakes when people are just saying it because they know it's the sexy thing to say. Right. And the people that you're like, this, this, this motherfucker's seen some shit. Yeah. Like, he... He or she, sorry. Yeah, no, totally. And then, tch, me, sexy son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn yeah. you. Yeah, all right, interview over. Let's, uh, Out of this shit. Bye, Josh. But, 
later and and what was, what was your other alternative uh identity the uh the del del delor oh delorie's cherry. cherry i can't remember that name for the i got a Del-Rice lot but she's cherry. a good one That's she's a, fun she is super i got fun. a red wig she's a redhead redhead uh cowboy boots Cowboy I boots. did her for a couple auditions. I before. can completely picture her. She's kind of like the the honey. It's like Reba McIntyre look. Is it like honey boo boo type like a little bit, country just like that. and just like that? Oh yeah, just like that. And it's funny because you are totally not that look either. Not so at I can all. see you with the red hair. You should hair. see me as a blonde. I played. I played. So I saw you with ride me. with me. That was right? hilarious. Right? Yeah. So I'm a hooker, but I'm really not a hooker. I'm just a random girl. She in comes LA. off like a hooker, but yeah, but it's like regular L.A. You know, Friday mm-hmm. night, and I'm a blonde. And so we went to the premiere of it, and a guy was like, "Oh, what do you do?" And I was like, "Oh, I was in Ride with Me." He's like, "And as who? What character?" I said, "Oh, I'm the hooker." He goes, "Nah." I said, "Yeah, it's true. I am. Just a blonde." And that I wish I could go blonde too. I mean, it'd be fun. Technically, you could. I think my hair would fall out. Maybe you have you have great hair, by the way. Wait, thank you. What, so are, much. what what are you? What's your ethnicity? Um, you want the whole rundown? Now, I have now that a they whole said that, list. maybe not. What I are just, the important with ones? You, I'm scared. I I usually um I'm super super multiracial. So I play. I mean, I kind of have my shtick that I play in L.A. But the beauty I think of an actor is I get to audition with tons of people, and if it, if I embody that character, then I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I book it because I book characters and roles you a lot be of them aren't necessarily anything. you mean. could be asian you could be hispanic obviously black you oh could be please white. i could you do could... rosie perez we could do that too yeah you i could... do that all day long come on oh my god all day this is great <laughs> it's awesome because if i get bored of you know rihanna kennedy you then i could be like person. uh give me somebody else i'm a gemini the next day on. yeah and then next one next one next one that's super cool so as an as an actor i've seen you you've uh you've done something a collaboration with uh, winston from new girl or oh i did yeah that was in my early early how is like i'm old but my early la days great story about that on the scene hustling grinding so there's a thing called la casting all my actors will know what it is and i self-submitted for king batch do you remember king batch on vine yeah, yeah of Bachelor? Course, the, he was huge yeah. on vine um he did that movie that movie that came out on netflix recently he does a whole bunch of net yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does a whole bunch of he stuff. He does a bunch of stuff. But he was huge at the time on Vine. I didn't know anything about Vine. I was brand new. I was working a job, and I had an audition because they were going to do a sketch comedy show with women that could do characters. So I walk in, and I do all these characters. I actually did Delarice Cherry for him. Where did she come from? I don't know. Oh, you just made her I'm up? The, oh, I make them all up. They just come to me, and I thought, oh, okay, I could do that. Oh, my God, that's Oh, awesome. no, they just come. That's so cool. But I talk, I think I talked about his shoes, and he laughed, and I was like, oh, this is good. So, anyways, I booked this gig. It ended up, they ended up not doing it, but I booked this tour um, with other actors and people that could do stuff, and then that led me to doing videos with him. So, that's how I got to do the sketch, the spoof with Lamorne Morris from New Girl. Is that the one you're talking about, with Lamorne Morris? Is that his name? I don't know his I yeah. just know him as Winston. Lamorne Morris, yeah. How, so, how did that go? Like, um, it's amazing. How how is he in person? Amazing, amazing. I, I mean, I, I haven't had too many bad experiences. Quite on everyone I've worked with has been really awesome. Knock on wood that that continues. Um, he was great. It was great, and it was my first, you know. And I remember doing a Vine with him, with King Batch, and may have been that sketch. I'm new to Vine, and he posted this sketch. And I watched my phone, and I had forty thousand new followers on Vine, and I was like, in seconds, and I was like, "Wow, this is the power of social media." Yeah. So that's how I got that, though. That's awesome. And yeah. And and what, so is it one of those things like, 
once you're done with that experience, you kind of just go your separate ways, never to be. Yeah, I mean, but I. But you never I, know; you might run into them again, and now you. Oh, you know, could. Yeah. I mean, but for me, like the truth of my journey is, I've had years of crickets. I've had two years where, <laughs> when I tell you I'm literally not auditioning, I'm not. And if I am, or if I book something, it's because someone knows me from something. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've done, I think, seven or eight TV shows, and um, there's been years of crickets in between. That's the truth. And so now you kind of get on this rhythm where I'm like, okay, so I did SWAT. I worked on SWAT with Shamar Moore. And I then saw I did that Henry too. Dane. So it's like, it's been this month of whatever, but it's an up and down journey. It's totally unpredictable. It's up and down, but it's it's definitely slowly going up. Yes, you're, yes. Yeah, Stuff exactly. is better than, than, you know, than we started. But yeah, it's, it's uh, there's crickets. There's crickets. And so actors have to just maintain that morale mm -hmm. and just be like, okay, let me hold on. Of all the actors... Um, that you've worked with that maybe people like might know is there been one that surprised you more than others that you're like wow this guy is not as professional or this guy is way guy or girl sorry once again yeah. look at me no it's okay. uh, 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 is sexist, this actors yeah exactly Fine. is actors a lot more professional and a lot better and talented than I even thought you know who I work with that I really he was I've never had an actor oh this. it's got to be he huh it was he sexist. and he's so gorgeous it was Shamar Moore. It was Shamar Moore when I did SWAT. So I walk into the set. Oh, yeah. I'm getting my makeup. I look to my right, and he's like, like, if you're stunning with no makeup on, honey, let's talk. Because he's like, he's everything in a bag of chips. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at him. He's getting his makeup done. He comes down off the set, and he knew who I was, like, because I had a scene with him. And he was like, I'm so excited to work with you. Gave me a hug. He was like, sweetie, can't wait to see. It was like bizarre. That is awesome. And then we're working. It was me and the other guy that we were doing the scene with. And he was just giving us kind of the, the lowdown about the journey. He was like, you know, be careful for what you ask for. He was like, um, I wanted to be a lead on network show, like a cop show. And he was like, I got it. He was like, I work nine days straight. He was like, it's difficult to have a life. He was like, but I wanted this and I got it. And he was like, just keep working hard. So he was spectacular. That's. I mean, I haven't, yeah, really, it, the worst people have always been things that weren't, most people didn't see, right? So mm -hmm. like web series or things like that. And I have met some dicks yeah. on my journey. A lot some, of narcissistic people too that, absolutely, that don't want to help people, anybody. That's all about me, me, oh, me, Oh yeah, me, a lot me. of ego. Because everyone is like in competition um, for this journey, um, but there really isn't competition because everyone's journey is different. So, like, how I go about it is not going to be how the next person goes about yeah. it. And it's, it, like, it doesn't make sense, but this is the mentality. Also, know? in a weird way, I know some people, usually, they tend to be very successful. Some people love that competition. They get fired up. And, love and it. some something inside of them, like, anytime there's, like, a competition or somebody's going for the same job or something. Love it. There's, like, this is a challenge. Like, I, I love this. Well, you got to flip it in that way, yeah. for sure. And, like, I grew up kind of in a competitive, like, I, I did dance, but my parents, I didn't belong to a dance competition school, but my parents, I danced a lot, so they, we would go to dance competitions, and I would win them. Mm -hmm. People were like, what school did you come from? I'm like, no, nah, it's just me, my mom, my dad. It was our tribe. And so I was into that competitive spirit, and I told my mom actually last week, thank you for doing that, because it gives you that edge, because it is competitive. Yeah. Um, but then, then you kind of have, you, you want to win for yourself. You can't worry about other people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So competitive in that way. Absolutely. absolutely. It's got to be a completely 100% intrinsic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's but what someone else is, and that's one thing I can say about myself is I love seeing other people win. Um, I love it because it lets me know the dream's possible, but I know how hard the dream is. So if I see someone winning, you're always going to get love from me. Yeah. Like it's never going to be. That's a testament you're just never to gonna who get you are too. I, you know, that's a. Uh, 
that, uh, side, side note, that's actually one of my favorite books I recommend to anybody listening is the uh, new as well is the go-giver I put this Ooh. on my social media maybe like a year and a half ago okay. but I'll, I'll, I'll revisit that right now Sweet. it's called the go-giver Scott McCain uh, yes. funny enough your guest my uh, last episode's guest good friends with the author it's my favorite book of all time and he's happens to be friends with them so he actually told me next time Bob Berg uh, comes into town that you know they he's come in and see me and stuff Absolutely. and that's awesome but the book basically says that uh, the misconception people have is everybody's saying like, oh, go be a go-getter, go-getter, which is nice. Yeah. But to be a go-giver, if yes. you're giving and you have a giving personality and you have a very altruistic personality, yes. that's who receives the most. Yes. And one metaphor they use in the book is if you take a huge breath right now and you try to let it go for 30 seconds straight, about 20 seconds, about 10 seconds into it, you're going to have to, you're not going to be able to give anymore. Correct. And you're going to have to take a big, huge breath in. Right. And that's life. If you give, 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 like you can't just keep giving and then never get anything back. Have to have that balance. People, well, no, naturally people are going to give to you. Right, right. If you're right. a giving personality and that's who you are, very selfless, not yeah. selfish, yeah. people want to give to that and you're going to get a lot more perks, a lot more right. hookups. People are going to want to help you. They're going to want you to succeed. But I know it's a lot of people that are looking for the win for themselves always and screw everybody else. I'm going to yeah. be a go-getter. I'm not going to, you know, say if somebody wants to come to me. Or I go up to, to a client and I want them uh, to pick me to use for you know some sort of endeavor professionally. And they say, uh, I can't, unfortunately. I'm not looking. You're not a right fit. Sure. And I'm like, all right, here's my competition. You know what? They're Honestly, they're a better fit for you then. I would recommend sure. them. Sure. Next thing you know, maybe they start sending people your way. You sure. Know I mean? But yeah, people that are selfish. Nobody wants to help you out. But that's the thing is you have to think about it. What's for you will be for you. Yeah. And what's not for you yeah. is not for you, no matter yeah. what. Because there's a larger picture at play here. Yeah. Just um, people don't, you know, sometimes, and it's hard because sometimes you go in for auditions, which I have, and you are like, oh my God, this is me. Mm-hmm. I got to make them see it's me. Mm-hmm. And then you don't get it. And it's somebody else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I've gone in for things where I'm like, I'm not going to get this. And then you get it. So it's like, you just, you, you just got to do you be yeah. kind, be gracious, always stay yeah. humble. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Just, just remember, remember the journey. Remember the, the grind. Yeah, I just Remember. think of Denzel Washington when he's like, he still takes acting classes yeah. and all that because they're like, why? He's like, because I want to get better. Correct. I'm like, but you're, you're like the best. He's like, but I can get better. The best isn't the best if you could be better. Correct. And that's the, that's the truth. Correct. So that's super, super cool. Yeah. I know you, I know your ass loves Denzel Washington. Love him. Yeah, I he's love one him. Of my I love so many, I love so many actors. Who's your favorite? I don't even know if I have a favorite. I mean, I love all different kinds of actors. Sean Penn, Viola Davis. What do you think um, about Daniel Day-Lewis? He's at My Left Foot. That's all I got to say. Drop mic. Have you seen My Left Foot? No. Ho, ho, ho. Is that's he, it. He's just that's insane. That, like, that's all I can say. Um, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could just go through a whole list. I, I, I love actors. I sit and I have a friend. Shout out to John. Photo Smoke. He's going to love it. I gave him a shout out. Mm. We literally sit and we, we watch everything about actors. Hollywood Reporter, actors on actors. I could just sit and just soak it up. And when you, Bradley, Bradley Cooper, I sat and watched a thing it's about truly him. truly amazing. He said, do you know how many TV shows I've had that have actually been shot? Like I've shot episodes that never saw saw air mm-hmm. I've been cut from stuff so just to hear these things we need to hear it. absolutely we need to hear it and it's so. great yeah it's it's so crazy to think that because one minute Bradley Cooper is shooting these bunch of different episodes or you know maybe movies it's never been seen oh, yeah. and completely just you know fell apart uh, you know and then next second 
he is directing a movie, acting in it, singing, Camp. just blowing everybody's minds all at once. I fell in love with him in uh, with American <clears throat> Sniper. Because I really wasn't into the Hangover movies. I, I don't know. They just didn't do it for me. Wedding Crashers, though, is hilarious. Is he is he in Wedding Crashers? Oh, he's the one that gets the, uh, the Visine in, in his drink. I haven't seen Wedding he, Crashers. You, come on now. I know. Shame on me. Being the cinephile that I am. I know. I know. You got yeah, that's, that's 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 out. it's that's just a really that's just a that's a hilarious. Movie. Okay, so maybe I'll do it tonight. Maybe oh I'll, yeah, I'll uh, Wedding Crashers is. I mean the the it's it's a classic. The I'll I mean I've heard of it, you. but I've never yeah. I've never. But see that and so yeah, I wasn't really into him. And then I saw American Sniper, and it was literally the scene was when he was deciding on whether or not to shoot. You've seen the movie? Right? I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen it? No. To see well the scene for me, I was like, oh my god, who is this person? There's a little boy that is a suicide bomber. And he has to decide between shooting him or not shooting him. It's a little boy. Mm-hmm. And there's no words. It's just all eyes. Oh, and yeah. I was like, Powerful moment. I can already Oh, God. This. But yeah, no, my list of actors, like my favorite movie is Apocalypto. And I met Mel Gibson when I was doing... We love Mel Gibson. Ooh, I met Mel Gibson, boo. Oh, I met him it. doing Instacart, because actors do everything. I've been a server. I did Postmates. I worked Instacart, so <laughs> I'm in Whole Foods at like 8 in the morning. And I look, and Mel Gibson's in the elevator. And I'm like, I may never have this opportunity again. I said, listen, I'm obsessed with you. I'm obsessed with Apocalypto. I saw it in 35 millimeter at the Egyptian theater, and I love you. And he was like, I was like, I didn't care. And I was like, he's either going to get really mad and rude, or he's going to be open. And he was like, oh, wow. He was like, yeah, I did screen that at 35 millimeter. And I was like, yeah. And he was wonderful. That's a game-changing movie for me. Um, yeah, that, that, that movie is great. It's everything. Oh, trust me. We love our Patriot, our Rudy Braveheart. Young, oh, yes. He's got those crazy eyes that will make you shit He's yourself. everything. Um, another movie is A Bittersweet Life. People will hear me talk about this movie. It's a Korean gangster film mm-hmm. with Lee Byung-hun. I'm probably saying his name wrong, but he plays the White Cobra in all the G.I. Joe movies here in America. He was in okay. Magnificent Seven. Oh, okay. I know. I think obsessed I Obsessed with him. Like, So there's all these different movies and actors all that these just get me going. Of, yeah. They just get me going. That's super cool. Yeah. I, I, one of these times, I got to get you and Lucas Parker, my movie blogger. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I would love to get a, a podcast. Lucas, if you're listening, we got to get you guys uh, in a collaboration episode. Mm. Because you guys talking about All day. back and forth about movies, I would just be so entertained and just be All day. loving it. Yeah, that's, that's super cool. So Mel Gibson. Yeah, he was amazing. That was random. But again, L.A. Hustle. You have all these different yeah. crazy jobs, and you're, like, trying to, like, find ends meet and make it work. So you can audition. That's the thing. You have to find a job that allows you to audition because a rule for actors is we never turn down auditions. We don't get 9 out of 10 of them, but you never turn them down because no, you, you just never, never know. You never know. Yeah. You, you never know, know who's going to be there, who's going to be You never know if you're, how you're going to get yeah. it. And then the next opportunity. So, yeah. I've been in one commercial. How was it for you? It was terrible. So Why? I, I went there because my friend's like, hey, let's go do this audition. It was a Doritos commercial in Vegas. Okay. okay. The whole thing is like uh, people were out like traveling the strip and they had to go out the sunroof in a limo, be partying and whatnot. And I think they like throw a Dorito bag or something. It's supposed to be kind of funny. Yeah. And the two characters they needed. So this is where it's funny. I show up and they're looking for either jocks or dorks. Okay. And then there's me. I'm not. I'm, you're you're neither really. I'm absolutely neither. So 
they put me into the jock one. So I'm standing next to fucking Steven Spielberg. I mean Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Right. Not real him. Like yoked uh, up Debo. Freaking the big show. Yeah. John Cena Thick looking neck, like all these bad, guys steroided. Got it. Dudes are like douchebags. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, what up, bro? bro? What up, bro? And then on the other side, you got like freckles, glasses, like, oh, like how's the going there? Oh. No, it was awesome. No, yeah. type, type, my friend was a, My friend was the biggest nerd he actually got the part for the the geek okay and so i'm sitting there and i'm like you know as, as scott would say and five foot five and a half <laughs> five foot six you know if i'm really stretching my neck right, right and right. um so i'm sitting there and there's no rhyme or reason to you just show up i'm the least prepared everybody has their headshots all that i'm like huh so i print it out just like a screenshot just print it out look terrible pixely and i'm like here we go and like all right now, three, two, one, we're going to have you guys like act like you're you're parting with each other. Like, we want to see who looks the most natural with it. So there was like, it was so messed up. There was five of us all at once, groups of five. Okay. And as soon as it happens, the big guys pair up. The other two big guys pair up. Wow. They're like bantering with back and forth with each other. Yeah, party, hell yeah, this and that. Yeah. You know, Las Vegas and all that. And I'm saying, <laughs> it makes me just awkward. Oh, I hate it. That feeling was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I'm like... All right, I've been singled out. I'm looking to the right, and I'm this like, "This is your time to, to shine, baby. They're Do back. it, Josh. They're Do back. it." So I start like literally like fist bumping this guy's back, and I'm like celebrating with this guy's not even looking at me. And finally, I'm just like, "And fuck this," and then just left. That's <laughs> like right when it's done. It's like it's like, "Oh yeah," and you know, of course, they're super nice. Like you all did really well. We'll call you. And I'm just like, "Oh god damn it!" I'm just like walking Don't out. Don't call custom. us. We'll call you. Um, yeah, I'm all walking. I'm like, motherfucker, I was set up for failure. It was, it was hilarious. I was so embarrassed because. Yeah. So you didn't get it then? Of course not. No, but it was one of those things where... you got where, good experience, though. Yeah, I got the, you know, humiliated, and it was kind of funny. It was a good, it was a good story for a podcast, but right. so funny. I, I could just imagine the nerves that would go into yeah. these awkward uh, positions when you're an actor going into these auditions. Yeah. Man, that's, that's, that's nerve-wracking. That's and just the, You know, the truth is, I never am not nervous. So that's, that's the, I if I'm not nervous, there's something wrong. Sometimes you're a little more nervous than you're not. I think that means you just, I think... That means I feel in a it weird in way my, you love so yeah. much what you do that you get nervous. I feel it in my tummy. I got I sometimes I lose like my temperature drops. I get a little shakes, and then as soon as I do it, I'm I'm done. I get in my car. I'm usually hungry when I eat something. Yeah, all I need that, to decompress. All that, yeah, all that energy you you worked up just by being so nervous. Hands down. It's Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson says that before a match, he said before he would uh before he'd even fight the people. Yeah. On the outside, everybody's like, this guy is, not, is crazy. Yeah. Not afraid of shit. He's, before matches, he was truly afraid really? of his opponents. He said, I was like afraid, you know, if I'm humiliated, I might lose this and that. And he su- and he, he would walk up there. He'd walk in there. And as soon as that bell, as soon as he said he entered that ring, yep. he's like, I'm going to kill this guy. Correct. Because then it's just, you're doing what you do now. Correct. So it's like as soon as the action starts. Correct. As soon as that bell rings. And then as soon as it bell rung, he's like, I'm the best. Nobody can beat me. Yep. I know what I do. I know yeah. how hard I work. I know my craft. And yep. it's cra- crazy here. people like him that are known as you know one of the best of all time. Scared shitless. Oh, yeah. Look up the list of big major stars with severe performance anxiety. You should see the list. Barbara Streisand, Adele, people that like uh, Andre 3000, like people that literally vomit and are so terrified to even function. Kim Basinger, my goddess queen. Wow. Like people that suffer. That's real. That's super real. That is. I, it sounds silly. As, I mean, even ask my little brother, but every time we even play flag football, like when we were like in a little league, yeah, completely like innocent league, uh, you know, we're not getting paid bucks or anything, but it's a league. 
And if it's like a anytime before a game, we could be zero and eight, no chance of the playoff. We could be nine and zero, whatever. I'd be so nervous every time. Yeah. Like and just a flag football game, because I absolutely love sports. And I love playing football and doing that is like as a, a passion. Just as flag football, just get out there and be I active. I love flag football. Yeah. And I get so nervous. And as soon as like the first play is hiked. And you get some hands on you. Oh, yeah. You get a catcher, even a drop out of the way. All of a sudden, you're not nervous anymore. Now you're like, give me the ball. Like, Absolutely. Let's do this. But man, I like my stomach's like churning and it's the all, everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a real some real shit, man. It's real shit. Yeah. I think cool. it makes for good performances. Yeah. Absolutely. But I feel that's why I think that if you truly love it, that's makes sense why you yeah. get all those. You know, if you didn't care at all, you wouldn't be that nervous. Or Correct. Like, whatever. So. Correct. That's crazy. So. <laughs> We, I, I noticed on your, your page, yeah. it says actor, cinematographer, right? Yeah. And producer? I think it was, yeah, it was a producer. We did a sketch um, a couple years ago called, um, it was a spoof off of um, Hookers at the Point. Did you ever see the documentary Hookers at the Point? No. It's on HBO. It's like real. It's like, real it's life. Like, it's like a series. It's literally one of the greatest documentary um, documentaries ever, and um, it was fantastic. And so we did like a sketch spoof where I was the pimp, and then I had three holes. So you've been a pimp and and I've been a pimp a and a hooker. Yeah. I've done both ends of the spectrum, and this one I was a pimp, and her name was Little Bit, <laughs> and she had a pink wig on, and she was real hood like that. And she like smoked a black and mild. <laughs> I can see you intimidate Listen. the shit out of me. Like really? No, not knowing oh, you was... right now is Bri- is Brianna Kennedy. Yeah. No, love you to death. Awesome. You know what I mean? But as but a pimp, you are such a good, like I said, a chameleon. Like yeah. in acting, yeah. you like play all these different parts. I could totally see if I didn't know you and you put like that costume on and that act on. I'd be like. I ain't, I ain't fucking so around she with is really I ain't scary. fucking around with her. Yeah, I'll shit myself. I either got to work the track or leave or I, something. I will. I am, I am reporting her to I'm the I'm reporting her. She's scary. From a distance. Well, so anyway, so that's that's how I got those little those credits on there. So it wasn't anything too major, but it was a super fun. No, but still, you great. got experience on it. You got to put it. And the producer, is that the same thing? Well, pro- yeah. So producer, yeah. So we, we kind of created this. All of us collectively created okay. this together. And if we had to pay for something, you know, producers. Yeah, what's producer? Well, a lot of people that think that producers only put up money, which is true. Mm-hmm. They do. And really, the decisions are made by producers. So people are always like, oh, I got to, and you do, you want to impress your casting agents, that's who cast you, you want to impress your director, but producers see everything. So, and it's kind of like, it's your, uh, it's your, your, was it, capital investor? They like are. Like, basically, you know, you're they running are. these ideas with them, and they're like, all right, it's my money, money. I'm going to call the ultimate shot of what sure, I'm going to pay correct. for. Correct, and they have a say-so um, with who they want. <clears throat> Who they don't want, what works. We don't like that color on her. We don't like this. You know what I mean? So there are certain producers where it's just money, and then there's other producers where it's like really hands on. Okay. Um, and so yeah, that's kind of what I've learned in my you know acting days mm-hmm. in LA. There's two different kinds of producers. In cinematography, uh, run that through. What well, is that that's about? that's shooting, and that's you know with your camera and getting your angles. And so I think they were generous and just gave me that credit because I actually don't feel like I have that gift. Yeah, you feel I've like heard- you're not. No, I don't. Well. I don't have that gift. I, I went to UNLV. I graduated with a BFA in film. Shout out to UNLV Film Fam Bam. That's my um, cousin's going to that right now. He's in the film program. Oh yeah, I would do. I would love. 
I would love for you to, to meet my cousin, too. Oh, here. my gosh. It's Julian. He actually, I was telling you that he lives with my aunt, too. Yes. That's, yeah, that's one of my cousins. So. Oh, it's amazing. It's an incredible program. And so in that program, um, since I'm an actor, I was like, well, I didn't really want to take the acting program, so I'm going to do the film program, which is hands-on. So you learn how to edit, which I love. I have my Final Cut Pro. I love to edit stuff. I have tons of stuff that I've edited. Um, directing, I think, one day, but you have to have a very particular eye. So I'm kind of honing that. And then you learn how to do... DP and cinematography, mm -hmm. which is shoot. I don't have that gift. I because I don't know. It's all right. You know, I don't have that gift. That's something can't that, be can't be professional in everything. But I can tell someone, oh, I like that. Or, yeah. Let's do master. Or, let's do wide. Let's. You yeah. Know, you got that. experience in it. You're not. You're not totally. a rookie at it. You you, you yeah. know your way around it yeah. more than the average person, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But you wouldn't consider yourself like a you know, cinematographer at all. Like yeah. if I could be a, a Steven Soderbergh, where he literally shoots and directs in camera so he'll like literally shoot and be like he'll edit it if i could do that i totally would love to do that but i don't have that gift some people are amazing right they're amazing so what's your uh what's your ultimate what's your ultimate goal like i know not ultimate goal what's your what's like your dream life what's your dream goal like what kind of movie are you do you mm. see yourself in or do you not know or you know do you i want? don't i don't know like specifically if i could actually get that word out today that would be fantastic um but i can tell you the kind of career that i want to have i want to do as much different material as possible so i want to go from tv to independent film to feature film to theater want to go back to theater i'd love to go back to minneapolis and work so like at the Hugh Guthrie. jackman type stuff yes and or one woman whatever. shows musicals i've done it's not my thing um i could hold a note but it's not my thing but like a one woman show where i can do a tracy ullman thing and do characters love to do that um, and then go back and do something on Netflix and go like that's my dream. The dream for me is to become a working actor. Yeah, that's and, it. And not, and you're not, just bouncing and not limited to one. Not at all. To, to one dynamic. You no. have a bunch of your multi-dimensional yes. actor. I also want to do motion capture, so like Planet of the Apes, where I can they can do the whole you know thing. Is there. that like a green suit you have to put on with a bunch of white dots they and do stuff the like dots. that? Yes, I. But I'm or Avatar. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that. Kind so of you want to. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. It's we'll like you're not acting it. with the actual creatures, obviously. No. So you're doing all this acting, and yes. then they edit it in, yes. and you're like, wow. And you get to watch yourself, you know. It seems so surreal. Yeah, yeah, transform into this character with yeah. living a dream life that's not actually possible. Absolutely. That, that yeah. is really cool, I want to get into prosthetics. Fake, bo fake bodies, fake noses. I'm a big wig girl, so I love, you know, wigs oh, okay. and stuff. Like, I, I want to change. I, I'm pretty fearless as an actor. Like, I don't really have you any dare to, You dare to, you want to go do it no, all. No, I don't care if I don't have makeup on. Like, most of the stuff I've done, it's been like a blank canvas. You wanna, no vanity. And that's kind of cool that, just imagine that you get to that point where you're such a good actor that people don't even, you, some, some of those movies come along where you're like, oh, that was that actor. Remember Donnie Wahlberg in Sixth Sense? Yeah. People were like, who is this newcomer? And then you, you were like, no, it's not. No, it yeah, is. Yeah, it's crazy. It's Donnie Wahlberg. I mean, Lincoln, Daniel Day-Lewis. Come on. Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, I'm sorry, I just keep bringing him up. No, as you should. I mean, there will be blood. I, there will be blood. That Paul guy. Dano, he's in the Benicio Del Toro yeah. um, series that I'm watching now, which he's everything in the bag of chips. Yeah, man, they're just, they're, they could just keep going on and on about this. Yeah. So... Now we got that. We got. We we're talking about the film a lot. Yeah. Now, one thing, the reason why I definitely reached out to you too is not only because you have this cool profession that maybe people are just kind of have a surfaced, uh, uh, you know, theory on it, but also the type of person that you are besides acting. Like we were going through earlier, I, I look around and very few people just kind of got it. 
and you're definitely one of those people, like I said, that just truly got it um, to where you have all these life lessons just spewing out of you without you trying. It just happens when you talk. And even on your social media, like I said, I watched some of your just videos, your little twenty second videos, just like five times. I'm like this, this. I'm like this. This woman's amazing. You're dancing. Your dancing's hilarious. Like you do it so good too. And you just have that. You have that swag look all the time. You have that. You're just really truly into character. And, I'm committed. I mean, she's fucking J Lo when she's doing it. What? She's not. Shout she's out not, to the queen. She's not dancing like that. She is J Lo in that moment. Yes, she I is completely. She's yes, Beyonce. She's whoever the hell she wants to be. A lot of 80s, like R&B and all that. Stop, yes. Yeah, no, she she kicks ass. And then randomly, she'll be feeling something from the bottom of her heart. And that's kind of back to the giving thing. And she just gives it to everybody that even takes the time to watch. And, I mean, you get a lot of value out of just watching you. And it's not scripted. You not definitely didn't write on a piece of paper and take, like, 20 takes. You could tell it just happened right then or else it wouldn't come out so genuine. Yeah. And uh, so authentic. And it's just I needed you to come on here because – like I said, it's really important to reach out, especially to the youth, our future, yeah. and let them know because they're all a lot of people are going through hard times. They're yep. super confused. They're depressed. They're comparing. They're a lot of people are entitled, instant gratification. Yeah. You name it, they've got it. You know what I mean, we all got it. I mean, we all go through it, and it takes people, the special people, the one percent of people like you. I hope, hopefully, myself, you too, boo, and to really help them out and give them. Uh, proper directioning because yeah. I do believe that there's a lot of negativity with our youth and our millennials and generation this and that but I also feel like we're the most conscious generations of all time sure we've made tremendous strides yep. and I think that we have the biggest capabilities to make the biggest impact and the biggest differences ever if we just get some proper directioning and some uh, good mental backbone and some help with our mental health and hands down get and think for yourself be open-minded so I mean I know I just put a lot on you, but no, is okay. there anything that you kind of would like to maybe say, any type of advice? I don't know. Well, yeah, no. I mean, I just truly believe any dream is possible. It sounds cliche. It exactly. sounds stock answer. What I'm telling you is dreams come true. Mm -hmm. And so the people that I know that are the happiest are living their purpose. You have to figure out what your purpose is. You'll find it eventually. Through experience. So you, you'll be like, oh, this is for me. So when you find that, you um you really start to live and and again back to what we were talking about mental health and, and spirituality i'm super super spiritual um and i'll, sh I'll share something with I'm you i'm finding myself super spiritual the more oh, it goes it, and it's not it's not religious no it, it's spirituality spirituality yeah. um i had a profound moment and you're the first person i've told probably outside my mom um oh, wow. when my dad passed mm -hmm. um i remember it was i mean anyone that's gone through any kind of grief it's you can't even imagine it all right mm -hmm. so like you're numb on the inside and i had a dream but it was a visitation i knew he was visiting me and i was back in my la apartment already depressed and lonely and in the dream he, i hugged him and i was like do you miss me and he's like i miss you every day you're my guardian angel and i was like am i gonna make it and that's just in general am i gonna make it in life and he goes i don't know this was in the visitation. I go, what do you mean you don't know? Like, hey, I had an hell, attitude Dad? in the dream. And he was like, you got to change your attitude. Light bulb moment. you got to change your attitude. you got to change the way you think. That has had a profound impact on wow. me. And me, whatever, whatever that visitation was, whatever that message, shout out Pops, he wanted to give me, that's how he got it to me. You know what I love about that? So. He didn't tell you what you wanted to hear. No. We all filter out anything that is against the grain of Correct. what we don't want to hear 
No, he was. It was like real OG pops. He said, "No, I don't know if you're gonna make it. I don't it. know if you're gonna make okay. it. Okay, because it makes you uncomfortable. It makes you realize you need to change. And you yeah, don't, we gotta realize we don't just have it figured out. Correct. It's, we always gotta adapt and evolve and get better. Have to. And that's awesome that you got that message. Oh, that's yeah. a very important message. Yeah, it is. And so that's and we're all gonna have bad days. And I encourage people to feel what you feel. That's a problem. We don't feel. Mm -hmm. And I know for me recently, I've gone back in and gone through my childhood trauma. I'm getting in there. I want to know why I've done certain things, why I've chosen certain boyfriends Absolutely. that were disastrous to me and really a, a bad choice. Why have I done these things? Why did I choose my career path? Why? And when you get down to that childhood trauma, I'm telling you, you start to go, okay, this makes sense. And now you're cleaned out and now you can do what you need to do. That's so, that's crazy, man. I just, I, I feel like we do need to talk more because I mean, me and Colton had a, we had a pretty big moment about a few months back. We kind of snapped on each other, and okay. we just dug deep into each other as far as like taking a look back into the past past. Yeah. Not just now, because we think of, oh, the past doesn't have that effect on us. But it's like, yep. no, why are we the way we are now? Correct. Let's look really back and not run away from it. Yes. Let's take responsibility for it. Let's see. And that helps you become aware of what problems that are making you certain things. And the yes. thing is, like, you can change that once you know. Yes, you, you can't can. change what you don't know. Bingo. And so... Yeah, I think, you know, even... Well, it makes you a vessel yeah. for, in our case, being creatives, right? It's a vessel. So, like, the thing that I always say to source, that's what I call, you know, God, mm -hmm. source, I say, use me. So, use me in any way, even if I don't understand, if it's not acting or it's not creative, all right, guide me in a way where you're using me so I can... But I, you can't use me if I'm all clogged up. Yeah. If I'm all fucked up on the inside with trauma and baggage, and we all have it, and we're all going to work our lives through it, but you want to get in there and do that work. So, A, you can meet, you can invite a great partner, a great boyfriend, girl, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You can do great work like this, and we can communicate. You can play the guitar. You know what I mean? So things come out different. Like, literally, it comes down to that. That's, yeah. It I mean, it's truly, it's truly amazing. And why do you think people, because what I think, uh, Maybe one of the biggest problems with, you know, most like a lot of youth and a lot of, you know, young people and, and, and people that are older too is what you said about finding your purpose. I think that before you can make those changes, I think it's very hard for people to find their purpose. Yeah. And that's what they're confused about. And I think that's where patience comes into play and yeah. and taking action. Because you can't find your purpose if you're sitting back uh, in a sh living a sheltered, comfortable take life. That. You don't know what the hell you're going to want. take that leap of faith. And that makes you complacent and confused for even longer so yeah i think when you're feeling confused i think that's the perfect time to just co-experiment shit i agree and and take action and figure out what the hell you do and you don't like and ooh, that doesn't feel right but then the second thing that comes onto that because it is very multifaceted is people will take that initial action and once it burns a little bit yeah. or something they'll run back so they'll truly they truly won't know if that's something that they truly like or they don't like because they haven't given it that it's due diligence mm -hmm. and so it's like a patient thing you know patience. it's a gratification you know they gotta they gotta have like prolonged gratification they gotta see longevity yeah which a lot of this kind of time which social media pros and cons right social media is amazing because you mm -hmm. can share your life and you can do those things but there's also this especially in LA mm -hmm. um, there's a social media follower kind of um reality where they ask you how many followers do you have like so so and I haven't had too many auditions like that but I've been in that area where people are not actors they're not 
let's be real. They, they, they're not storytellers, but they got a lot of followers. Yeah. So they're going to book. And so in that sense, sure, it can be a tool, but it also, as we talked about, you look at people, you compare, you wonder, why can't I do this? And it can be a detriment and instant gratification. Uh, yeah. I think anything worth anything is going to take time to build. You're building it brick by brick Absolutely. by brick. So I think that's my biggest advice. Believe in your dream. Um, try to see it all the way through. Um, um, most people, are, a lot of people are dream killers. So be very mindful of who you share your dream with because that energy will bleed into how you feel about yourself. Absolutely. And then instant gratification, get that out of the window. Just know it's going to take time. The, the time frame for actors to make it, because I've done you know a little homework on average times, it's anywhere between five to 20 years. Yeah. So um, if there's anything else that you think you can do as much as acting, do that. I've heard that a million times. Mm-hmm. I now know it to be true because it's that difficult. Mm-hmm. It's that hard. Um, and most people don't want to see it through. They, And for me, like, I'm I'm not a spring chicken and I want a family and I want kids. But I also, this career is, this is it for me right now. This yeah. is my heart. And then everything else I have faith will come when it's yeah, supposed absolutely. to. You know what I mean? And, yeah, it's kind of one of those contrasting things where you got to have longevity mindset to yep. say, this is for the long haul. It's going to take time. But then... You can't allow the moment to get bigger than it really is. You got to take it short term, which is right in front of you, inch by inch. Inch by inch. And eventually day you'll look day. up and it'll be, it'll be, you know, that goal will be a little bit closer, a little Correct. bit closer. And once you kind of do that, then you can actually enjoy each inch that each step that you're taking. Yes, you can. Once you get to a point where I feel like you truly found something where you love, not just the being on stage and 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 and, and acting or performing, but then you enjoy the practices. And yes you know the the countless auditions you're going to yeah. and you can find the way to be happy through all that then i think that you, you kind of you figured out that's it the key of life that's it right there the journey what is it there was what's the what's the line it's not about the destination yeah it's about the it's know. about the journey or it's not about reaching that goal it's about the journey it is it's about the yeah. journey because if people set a goal and say once i reach this goal i'll be happy psychologically because that's why i do a lot of psychology and stuff psychologically that's not ever going to happen they say mm-hmm. that that's why a lot of times saving up your money, like people will get uh, a sixty thousand dollar car, finance that, yeah, and you know other people will get a five thousand dollar car, and you're thinking, okay, this one's twelve thousand or twelve times more expensive than the the uh, the cheaper car, yeah, is it gonna make you twelve times happier? No, you're gonna be super excited for about you know statistics show about a month or two, correct, and then you're gonna get used to that, you're gonna be entitled with that, yep. and then next thing you know. You're going to be like, oh, well, now once I get this, I'm going to be happy. Correct. And those are the miserable people. But now you found yourself 12 times more in debt. Yep. And so. Because you're trying to fill that void. And be, not, nothing yeah. will fill it, really, except yeah. for you. Yeah. That's it's, it. People don't think they could be frugal. Right. And live with frugality, especially earlier in their careers, and be happy. And that's, I think, the key is you got to be frugal at first and find your happiness. Once you do that, yep. then you're going to appreciate the shit out of everything else. Correct. And you're going to have gratitude. Gratitude so, is key too. That's why they uh, Tony Robbins uh, trade expectations for uh, appreciation. Yep. Oh yeah, that's Gratitude. that's the truth, man. Because you people, you know, to each its own. Everything's relative. But the minute you start going, "Oh my life," and then you look at somebody else, you're like, "Wow, yeah, I'm blessed." I, t- I always tell people, if you truly want to get different perspective, like I've gotten perspective, you know, unfortunately, a hard way right now. Sure. Um. You look at perspective. I tell everybody, like, get a little bit, uh, get a little wrist cancer, or no, I'm just kidding, uh, or uh, go travel to a, you know, third world country, yep. 
and go stay there for a month and see what true struggle is like. Go see what it's like to be not know if your kids are going to have water for the day. Correct. Or go see what it's like to make, uh, you know, a thousand dollars a year. Correct. You know, go go see what true struggle is and then get yeah. that perspective. You know, so absolutely. But man, absolutely. That's yeah. No, it's well. It's been it's it's been a great podcast. Is there anything else uh, you like to share with uh, film or? Um, just I, I guess, know you probably have so much. Well, I have for all my um, snappy chat fans. I'm not really on Snapchat, but I'm doing a series called Solve. So it's like a murder mystery show where um, it's a different crime every mm-hmm. Wednesday and Saturday and people get to mm-hmm. figure out who the mm-hmm. culprit is. And so um, I've done one episode. I have one coming out. And then um, starting in January, you can catch me on Henry Danger. Yeah, because um, we want to know, because I want, uh, I want the audience to know where we can find you and where we can see you. Okay, so, so um, like as far as social media, do you mean? Well, yeah, even yeah. social media, but I want people to be able to keep up with you. And I think it's very important for people not even just to follow up with your, your career, but yeah. I really think your Instagram is only positive and it's awesome. No, it really is. And you're not, you know, you're not this celebrity with, you know, 8 million followers. So you're not following for that reason. <laughs> no, no, no. You're following her because it's a real genuine person yeah. that's really kick-ass that can help you out and make you, you know, feel better and feel motivated yeah. and in your way. I like, yeah, I like, also, I like to share the journey because it's, it's tough and I think people should know that. But at the, you know, I've, I've shared everything about my life. Um, the loss of my dad, uh, the acting journey, um, my, my relationship with my mother. You know, like, like I, I share a lot and I, I like to do that. So You have some very unique way of being able to deliver your experiences of, say, your father mm-hmm. to, to a point where it allows me to feel like I know your father yeah. and, and, and get that. I have like that really just badass, kick-ass, no bullshit, like vibe, mm. like I get from him and I had never met him, yeah. you know, anything just through you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, you have a, well, some weird, <laughs> crazy, rare talent of being able to be the vessel to connect oh, things like that Thank to you. other, you know, other people. And so yeah, where can people first of all follow you um, on Instagram? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. It's the Brianna Kennedy. Super mm-hmm. simple. Um, don't have Twitter and yeah. uh, not on Snappy Chat, but I do have that show. And then um, the last show that I worked on was SWAT, so you can go right to CBS.com yeah. and catch my episode. I think it's episode seven mm-hmm. um, with Shamar Moore. Gorgeous Shamar Moore. Yeah. And then, yeah, starting She was Jim. drilling in the, in the scene, you know. She oh, did God. 50 takes. I'm just kidding. Oh, God. No, no, we did. We did a lot of takes on that. Oh, did you? Yeah, we did a lot of takes. And, yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's all that. And a bag of chips. And a bag of potato chips. Not gonna lie. And a bag of air. And a bag and a bag of air. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then and then starting January, um, Henry Danger on Nickelodeon. So I have a couple episodes on there that people can watch. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I want everybody to be able to keep up with your journey and see you as you get you excel higher and higher into your career. Because I, you. without a doubt, you might have you probably have more doubt than I have in you because I have zero percent doubt. That <laughs> Thank you, Josh. I need to hear that. No, no, I, for <laughs> real. Like I have no doubt in my mind. I that's why I got you on this podcast. I have so much I have so much, you know, uh, uh excitement for your career and Thank so you. much confidence in you that I'm like I'm going to say that, you know, when she's uh, the next who whomever I'm like, yeah, she's on my podcast. So, I'm just oh. completely narcissistic. It's only for me. It's so. only for you. Yeah, jokes on you, loser. There you go. I appreciate that. Well, I feel the same about you, boo. Well, thank you very much. You're and welcome. uh as far as this podcast episode, you know, if you uh if you like this episode and you listen to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, any of those, make sure to give us a like. 
and make sure that check us out on Instagram. You know, we're on Twitter. Those are the two that I kind of keep up with right now. And like I said, pretty soon we'll be having a visual to the audio. We're going to be doing YouTube and getting some more exciting guests on. We've had, yeah, two awesome episodes in a row. I feel like these ones are just, we're getting better and better. So thank you all for listening and all the people that keep listening. That's awesome. That means everything to me. You know, obviously it wouldn't even, I could just shoot the shit and talk to myself all day long if, if you know, if it weren't for people actually listening and taking the time. But thank you so much. For coming on. Well, thank you for And I would like me. to say uh, thank you to uh, your other uh, personality. Della Reese Cherry. Yeah, thank you. And she's well, still here. Well, thank you. Yeah, she's still here. Well, thank and you thank very much. And thank you. I'm, you know. Yeah, thank I, you will, I will definitely place that order of the bag of air. Bag of air. Is it organic? It is organic and it's gluten-free and it's vegan. Perfect. None of that. Absolutely. At all. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm going to close it, close <laughs> it out with, uh, with the song and let's do this. Thank you. We will see you next week for episode 15.